Hello, good day, my friend. I hope you're having a great one in Jesus. We're going to be looking today on biblical archaeology today at the Lachish Ostraca or the Lachish letters. This is part two, and uh, we'll get right into this Lachish town about 30 miles southwest of Jerusalem and some amazing correspondence of the siege of Jerusalem, the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem from 588 to 586 has been discovered. So let's jump right in. We're using the Open Study Bible or the Open Reference Bible, as it were, as our basis. So we're on page 1369. I'll throw in some commentary as we go. Historical importance of the letters. The Lachish letters give us an independent view of conditions in Judah the last days before the fall of Jerusalem. Now that's just fascinating. In, in the background there would be Jeremiah. I do suggest you go through the playlist and listen to some other uh, episodes on uh, events surrounding this. And so as the Neo-Babylonian army advanced, the doom of Jerusalem was sealed. In contrast to its deliverance under the Assyrian Sennacherib, as Isaiah had predicted, relentlessly, Nebuchadnezzar advanced on the city. After a terrible 18-month siege, 587 B.C., the walls of the city were broken down, the houses and the temple burned, and the people carried away to exile. Now, there is some question, 588, 587, 586, but uh, kind of the most generally accepted time of the fall of Jerusalem, 586 B.C. I would go with Usher on that. Jeremiah conducted his difficult ministry in these agonizing times. His reference to Ezekiel and Lachish is most interesting because we're looking at the Lachish Ostraca. When the king of Babylon's army fought against Jerusalem and against all the cities of Judah that were left, against Lachish and against Ezekiel, for these defense cities remained of the cities of Judah, Jeremiah 34, 7. So you have specifically of the many dozens of cities in Judah that these two were left, and that's exactly what the Lachish letters say, that besides Jerusalem, that it is Ezekiel and Lachish. So that specific fulfillment of Scripture shows us uh, a, a very dramatic proof of Scripture and the validity of Scripture, its historical significance. Tell Zechariah in the Shephila region has been identified as Ezekiel. In 1898, it was excavated by Frederick K. Bliss of the Palestine Exploration Fund. It had a strong inner fortress buttressed with eight large towers. The Lachish letters concern the time just prior to the fall of the city and present the same conditions of turmoil and confusion that are revealed in the book of Jeremiah. Numerous place names that occur in the Bible are found in the letters, as well as personal names. Let's look at some of those. Hosea appears in Jeremiah 42.1 and Nehemiah 12.32. God is referred to by the four-letter word Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, the Tetragrammaton, which are the consonants of the name Jehovah or Yahweh. It is also interesting to know that many of the men's names have Yahweh's endings. A prophet like Jeremiah is referred to in the letters, but is probably not Jeremiah himself. So, it refers to a prophet that's prophesying these things, but again, it's probably not Jeremiah. And even in the book of Jeremiah, we notice that there are other people prophesying at that time. 
So complete was the destruction by the Babylonians that it took many centuries for Judah to recover. The returned remnant was tiny and weak. The small Jewish state stamped its coins with the name Yahud, that is Judah, but not until after 300 BC do substantial archaeological remains appear. And then they are not abundant. Certainly the Babylonians did a thorough job of destroying Jewish power for many centuries. So that's neat. The coins were stamped Yahud or Judah. So now we're going to look at the paleographic importance of the letters because the ostraca uh, or the letters, you know, what did Hebrew look like then? Because there has been some variation in Hebrew over the centuries. Being inscribed in biblical Hebrew, in which the Old Testament scriptures were written, with stylistic and vocabulary similarities to the book of Jeremiah, these letters are of great paleographic importance. They help the scholar to trace the evolution of the Hebrew alphabet, noting the, and I'm turning the page here, the formation of the letters and their style. They also enable him to see how the Old Testament scriptures, which were then written, appeared. Surely research of this type that makes it possible for the scholar to look back, to resurrect the past, and to see the language of the Old Testament develop is fascinating. Great strides are being made in the field of inquiry. It is one truly bright spot in original biblical studies. This type of study is of immense value in expanding the historical backgrounds and illuminating Holy Scripture in the human plane. Because it's assumed by most, you know, Paleo-Hebrew, uh, when Ezra came along, seems to be some type of combining with Aramaic to do what we call Biblical Hebrew. I think when they're referring to Biblical Hebrew in the text we just read, it's actually referring to Paleo-Hebrew. So I hope you've enjoyed this on the Lakish Ostraca or the Lakish Letters. And we're going to begin, Lord willing, tomorrow a four-part series on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Kurbert Qumran and the Dead Sea Scrolls. It is fascinating. I've been there. It is so interesting. And many consider this the greatest archaeological discovery of all time in any field. But, of course, that would be contested. But God bless you. Thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe and listen to our playlist. Share with your friends. Join us over at New Life of Albany on YouTube and New Life of Albany, Georgia, Facebook, and newlifeofalbany.com. Continue, please, to pray for the ministry that God would bless it abundantly. We'll see the work of the Lord done around the world. Talk with you later. God bless. Bye-bye.